0: All right, welcome back to the Bayesian Conspiracy. I am Steven Zuber, and we are minus one in yesterday because of house renovations. So with us today is, let's start with Jace, because we're all remote and uh, pointing is hard.
1: <laughs> Hi, I'm Jace Dicky, and we have with us also...
2: Hi, it's Wes Fenza.
0: We did like dramatic hand gestures, but no one can see him. Oh, the joys yeah, of remote recording. Um,
1: imagine us doing hand gestures a lot.
0: Yes. Just just picture them in we your mind. We do like
1: an old-fashioned radio recording, <laughs> describing what people are doing. Um, Steven, what are we talking about today?
0: Good question. So today, I think we're going to do a couple of things. I think that it would be... Uh, we've definitely got the bandwidth to talk a bit about the, the protests and all of the uh, awesome and not-so-awesome stuff that hopefully will come out of this. Um, I wanted to do... Uh, Mainly we wanted uh, Wes on because, you know, A, you're fucking awesome, and B, um, I think you had some valuable feedback for the uh, last episode that we did, so I want to talk a bit about that and some of the work you did representing Camden whenever we get a chance to shoehorn that in, so.
1: Yeah, I'm especially interested in hearing about that because I only heard about that secondhand.
2: All right, well, let's do it.
1: Okay.
0: All right, well, I guess, uh, I let's see how we want to get started here. Um do we want to just jump into, let's start off easy since I think we're all still kind of waking up. Let's let's do, by easy, I guess we'll make you do the work. Since you're in the East Time Zone, you woke up earlier. That's true. It's uh, 1230 here. That's right. So uh, let's talk about the uh, work you did representing Camden and what, I mean, I guess bird's eye view, and then we'll deep dive with whatever we want to ask about.
2: Sure. So I was uh, employed by a law firm that was like overflow for the city of Camden. So they had their own on- like, on payroll attorney, and he had an office. Um, but when they got extra work that the their office couldn't handle or something was going to trial and uh, they didn't want to do it, they would, they would give the cases to our firm. Uh, so I worked on a number of cases, including there were a couple uh, police excessive force ones, and one of the most interesting ones I worked on was a, a – Uh, There's been a lot in the news recently about how Camden, uh, a few years ago, disbanded its police force and reconstituted it under the county instead of the city. Um, And I did some work um, making sure that didn't get overturned in the courts. Um, There was a group of uh, supposedly concerned citizens, in actuality, police union stooges. <laughs> um, trying to trying to put forth a uh, an initiative petition to let the voters vote on whether to do this, um, and it was going to be uh, a whole thing. But they managed to uh, we the it, it, I mean it's a lot of like kind of boring legal stuff, but essentially the case went to the state supreme court, and we got um we got it. Um, so they they weren't allowed to place that on the ballot for a lot of actually very good reasons. And so is having the police under the
0: representation of the county other than the city, what what impact would that really have?
2: So it's funny because I see all the press around this and it's like, oh, Camden, you know, they can serve as a model for other jurisdictions who want to improve their policing. And um, really the point of it at the time that I was aware of. And I wasn't involved in any of the political discussions or anything. But my, my impression of this was it was basically just union busting. Um, they, the police union in Camden had too much power, um, and there was no way to implement things like, uh, you know, they, want, they wanted more officers. They wanted um, to do something about police absenteeism you know at the time it was done police about 25% of police were just absent from their jobs every day um but mostly it was about money the police they th- through their their pay structure their and especially their pensions it was just costing the city so much and they were basically able to hire about twice as many officers after this for almost the same amount of money
0: so that's uh that's rather dramatic yeah um I, I can't imagine that kind of turnaround or like that turnaround in, in expenses being just overlooked as, I don't know, uh, anything other than flagrant misuse of funds. Like, hey, look, we, we now have twice the officers for the same amount of money. I, I can't imagine any other business where that wouldn't be looked upon and be like, what the fuck were we doing before?
2: Well, it wasn't I wouldn't call it misuse of funds, but it was definitely um, co- police union contracts that were just way too favorable to the officers. And so, with,
0: like, the other part that jumped out at me, absenteeism, and police are salaried, right? Yes. Or no, it's, it's okay, yeah, so um, they just, they, they were just not they, show up to work?
2: Well, they get overtime.
0: Yeah. Um, and but that, they that's also, true on any salary job if you,
2: yeah. put, if it's the right setup, mm-hmm. but yeah.
1: My, my salary job previously.
2: <laughs> yeah, plenty of salary jobs well. don't get overtime, but the police did. Yeah,
0: and I guess when I say any, I mean that it, it it can happen in any other industry. It just often doesn't. Yeah. Um, so that's wild. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's almost
1: the opposite problem of like the police being overly policey. They're just not showing up.
2: Yeah. And well, yeah. And it's it was the exact opposite of of defunding the police <laughs> that people are talking about because instead what they did was uh, they hired mm-hmm. twice as many officers and got so they really expanded the police force. Uh and it just this was just a cost-saving way of doing that. Was there like an inciting well, incident it. that kicked this off? No, I think I don't know what it was. It was never really made public. Um there was no big incident. I think it was just police union um uh negotiations with the city uh just were not going well. And they were like, "Well, then the if the if the police union won't agree, then we have to just get rid of the police department. I
0: mean that that as a as an amateur and not lawyer that that makes sense to me. <laughs> um, I I, I want to k- keep asking a couple more questions specifically related to this, but then I want to dive into that that broader subject a bit more. Um, like the uh, you said the people uh, opposing the initiative, aside from the police, were just kind of like stooges. Um, yeah. Not not stooges, but you know. Uh,
2: no, I said stooges. Like- Minions. oh yeah yeah no they were they were they were union affiliated people who were doing this because the police union had asked them to almost certainly and what what oh, yeah. sort of what what kind of case did they make
0: like what was their what was their uh, well, what did they bring to the table in their favor well
2: so Camden um, under the the laws of how it's incorporated has something called an initiative petition. Which allows citizens to place a question on the ballot, and you see this a lot in California state politics, which is probably where you're familiar most familiar with it. Um, there's a lot. There's always propositions over there. In every major election, there's usually one that gets a lot of publicity. But basically, they wanted just to put this question on the ballot, like should the city of Camden be allowed to disband their police department? Um, and normally you can do that, but the way they worded it, it was so confusing and weird. And it was, um,
1: they always word them like, I I hate those propositions. I'm always like, yes or no. I don't know which answer is yes or no.
2: Yeah. And, and they were, it was really silly because the way we won in the state Supreme Court was by the time it got there, this had already happened. And the wording of their petition was like, should this be allowed to happen? And, oh, yeah, and I'm like, how are you going to – how are people going to understand what this is if the thing that they're voting on already happened? You'd have to – and they could have just started over with a different pe- petition and said, okay, well, once, the, once it happened, we're going we're gonna to put a different petition. Or, um, For real this time. Yeah, or do, a, <laughs> or do a referendum, which is where the city passes a law, and then they can basically recall that law. They say the city passed this law. We don't like it. We're gonna put it on the next ballot to say we're overturning that law and putting it back to where it was. Um, and they could have done either of those routes, but for some reason chose not to. And I guess for the deliberate obfuscation, I in would have been 2018,
0: I think, or maybe maybe 2016. Here, all the years have blended together. Um, there was a, a thing in Colorado where, hey, this you know it it was like. Hey, if uh, if your if the value of your property goes down, um, you get to see the state and get that property get the get the value of that property back. And I'm like, hey, that sounds great. I just bought a home. You know, if they put a landfill next door and my my place gets uh, less valuable, that sounds super awesome. And only to come to learn after election day or after voting day, whatever, that this was put there by big oil because this, there was also a fracking bill on on the uh, um, on the ballot saying you'd have to be some hundreds of meters away from a populated area or something to frack. And what they wanted was like, hey, if we lose the ability to frack in people's backyard, we want to be able to sue the state and get the, get the fracking money back even without having to frack there. And that seemed pretty fracking stupid to me <laughs> that I only discovered that after the fact. And uh, the, like so I was said...
1: was this other proposition put there as like a red herring? Or...
0: It, I think it was there so that if they couldn't frack in your backyard, they want to be able to sue the state and get that money anyway. But it was put to the put yeah. the voters. It was put to the idiot voters like me as, hey, if, if your property value goes down, not just mm-hmm. you know the the people who bought you know lands to frack on, but if your value goes down, then you get the benefit of uh, being able to, um, to sue them, or rather to sue the state and get some of your property value back. And so, having just acquired my first property, I thought that sounded like it made sense. And like I said in the after yeah. aftermath, it it came out that it was less to do with. Uh, you know, of course, it had less to do with the average person than it did with the average or, you know, with the giant corporation funding the bills. So, Yeah.
2: Uh, see, I thought I was like hoping it. that was going in a better way where they wanted that everyone was. No one was letting them frack in their backyards. So they wanted to pass a bill where people who allowed that fracking uh, would get paid by for, you know, the value of their uh, their their property going down.
0: That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, so you'd be like, I right. don't know. That might have actually worked out. In that favor, um, as it was, the ability to sue the state for loss of value to your property due to a, a state decision to allow weird shit to happen, like putting a dump or a fracking site in your yard, uh, that didn't end up passing. Uh, but the one that said they can frack in your backyard did pass. So. Oh, good. Or rather, I think, <laughs> I think what it was, it wasn't say can they frack in your yard. It was, uh, is the distance going to be increased um, from, I think, like, like I said, it was like 100.
1: The mandatory 100- distance they have to keep.
0: Yeah, I think it was like 100 meters to like 250 meters or something. All right. Well. And it was hilarious because I, I was talking with people, like family members, who were like, oh, no, this, you know, everyone in my neighborhood, they have, you know, jobs in that industry, and they, they need that to keep their, you know, to keep their places. And if they all lose their houses, then my property value goes down anyway. And I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, just because there's a big field next to your daughter's, will be her elementary school in a couple of years, and you're going to really enjoy driving past 70 se- semi-trucks coming in and out of there every day uh while you're dropping her off to and from school everything else aside like it's going to be super annoying for you but people i think are are weirdly short-sighted i'm also not very well informed on anything so i'll sound like an idiot on basically every subject when it comes to <laughs> voting and and policy but um let's see if I any other stuff about the camden business i'm kind of working as a surrogate for inyash who is busy uh working on his new house so
1: what were you gonna say jace uh, I was going to actually ask Wes real quick if you could kind of give us, or give the listeners some background on Camden, New Jersey. I have a certain perspective on Camden, having been from originally the shore. Uh, I'm curious, since I think you, I forget if you were born uh, in the area you're in now, or grew uh, up there. I grew
2: up about an hour and a half away from here in southeastern Pennsylvania okay um camden for a long time was the murder capital of the united states yes uh consistently you know
1: so we have about this yeah impression of yeah it was uh lots of
2: murders (laughs) and i actually live right now about uh you know a mile from camden um and in uh, ever since they did this the, the murder rate's gone way down. The violent crime rate's gone way down. Um, so it's just, you know, bad, not the absolute worst. Um,
0: I mean, it sounds better if you, you know, if your odds of getting killed on your way to work are lower. That sounds like a, a big boon. But of course, that's, uh, you know, since your odds of being killed in any case are probably very small, even in the murder capital of the U.S., um, I, I imagine the other yeah. deficits probably weigh in still.
2: Yeah, and the way murders tend to happen is they're concentrated by neighborhood. So there's just, you know, certain places you don't go to after dark.
1: Right. Yeah, I like... There's also this amazing aquarium, which is the main reason I've ever been to Camden.
2: Yeah, the Camden Aquarium's very nice. Uh, they're well, Their whole waterfront area yeah. is pretty nice.
1: I, like, remember going there with my grandmother uh, a few years back when I was still living in New Jersey. And I was using... I don't know, I was using a... Instead of my Google Maps, <laughs> and it was taking me some back road, and I was like, "Oh no!" Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, that's no. bad. You can you can like feel it. There's just a different vibe when you've gone off like the, the touristy, yeah. family friendly, friendly. Yeah, yeah. I
2: once biked over the um, the bridge to Philly. That's in there, and uh, it had me bike through Camden, and it was it was a little it was a little scary. Yeah,
1: although the I, the impression I get is that it tends to be more like. I don't know if gang violence is correct, but kind of just, like, interpersonal dispute. People killing
2: people they violence. know, generally.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I reasons. don't know. <laughs> Not just randomly killing tourists. Although, maybe, I don't know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, you know, uh, people... Uh, I, I w- My guess is the, the improvements in the uh, violent crime rate and everything or because there's twice as many cops now
1: i wonder also if uh maybe you know oh my god stephen's head just disappeared
0: whoops (laughs) let's ignore that keep going
1: (laughs) Uh, okay (laughs) for context uh we're on skype and skype has this feature where you can have like a ar background inserted behind you steven's doing it it's been pretty good so far but there was this point early on in the podcast where i was just trying to keep a straight face but you apparently have a mug that says don't be a dick oh yeah and You like lifted it to drink it at one point but i just saw the words don't be a dick kind of appear from the clouds behind you <laughs> okay
0: yep all right yeah, well, let's, let's well we'll push past all the totally, fun stuff that uh, people can't see <laughs> well that, that that mug right. will be relevant i was, I was to asking our conversation question. later
1: <laughs> i got very distracted by your headlessness um let me bring it back i was trying to ask west do you have any um insight on whether the number of cops increasing had to do with the drop in the crime rates or did the quality of the policing actually go up once they uh Disbanded the union. I I mean, like, what was the hiring process like? I have
2: I have very little insight into that. Um, my understanding is that both happened. Um, and they that they because they when they made the new police force, I believe it was the same chief of police. Um, but everyone had to reapply for their jobs, and not everyone got them. Okay, good. Um, and there was a Ah, whole process. So they and they and they. Uh, the, the, Camden, the Camden County Metro Police, which is the new police force, um, apparently also has one of the best use of force policies in the country. They worked with the New Jersey ACLU to put it together. Yeah. Um, and that actually can be a, mo- a, a model for other police departments. Um, and I've, a- I've been looking into—I actually just got a hold of the use of force policy for my town's local police um, because I know some local activists here, and we're gonna look and see if there's improvements to be made. It's actually quite good. I think it has almost everything on the uh, eight can't wait campaigns demands already um, except for the one about not fir- except for the one about firing warning shots, but I actually hear that that's not a very good idea.
0: I mean I warning shots of actual bullets or those pepper spray ones
2: uh, from what I could when- tell they're saying before you shoot someone with a gun, you need to fire a warning shot.
0: And I mean, in principle, that sounds great if you're shooting if they're standing nicely in an empty field. Uh, I, you know, I, I think that the this gets us closer to the you know na- nationwide police stuff. But like, it,
1: yeah, there's it, nowhere to safely shoot a warning shot anymore. Even if you shoot directly overhead, you're gonna hit like an airplane. I mean, or your bullet's <laughs> gonna
2: fall down somewhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you know an arcing bullet can hit can land pretty hard. I think straight up, they tend to fall at about you know their terminal velocity which isn't really hard enough to hurt people but like you know if someone was, was causing shit in my townhome community or something and they fired a warning shot over the person's head they would just hit another person's window and uh so if they in the rare rare circumstance where someone had to be put down by the police in my parking lot I'd rather than fire every bullet into the crazy person that is brandishing a weapon at them or something again there there isn't uh the, the number of people i think that are, are actually shot don't uh i mean this is so trivial it's not be worth saying but the the number of people who are who like, yes, I agree with that use of force. The, the number of people who fall in that category are so small that I think the, the odds of that ever happening near me are vanishingly small. But the <laughs> the idea of like, oh no, we gotta fire a warning shot over their head or something, um, that would just that would hit somebody else's house.
2: Yeah. And, and there's our, a lot of windows. Our policy actually specifically forbids warning shots.
1: Okay. Oh, Probably for good mm-hmm. reason, yeah. I mean another thing about New Jersey in general, maybe Camden specifically, is the population density is just ridiculous.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I forget what the numbers are, but it's very, um, it's very dense out here. Yeah. It's very dense.
2: Let's see if uh, so.
0: You know, when when I hear, oh yeah, we doubled the size of our police force, that sounds like almost a bad thing, especially given today's climate. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like it's actually worked out really well. Yeah. So like, like the problem isn't the number of police; it's the
1: but the, the funding. But... It sounds like.
0: And the unchecked for the unchecked uh, everything, you know, if if I mean, imagine any other line of work where you fuck up and you get to do a self investigation into whether or not you fucked up and no one else gets to look at your internal investigation. Of course, if, especially if you're tight with all your with all your coworkers, you're always going to turn out to have not fucked up.
2: Yeah. Right. We,
0: so I think that's the other big weakness that comes out of having these really tight unions. Yeah. And we
2: talked about this on the mind killer. Um, but the, the main problem is qualified immunity. Is police? It's really hard to hold them accountable, both because of um, their union contracts often include a lot of protections that normal um, suspects don't get. And also the courts will give them what's called qualified immunity, which means that for them to be held accountable... For violating someone's civil rights, there has to be, generally, some, uh, court case on point about that sp- the specific thing that they did, so they know that it was actually a violation of your rights. And when they say
0: specific, they mean damn specific. Yeah. I forget if it was whatever late show, either John Oliver or uh, or Seth Meyers or one of those, but. The example they use is like, oh yeah, being shot in a in a low creek is different than being shot in like a riverbed in the woods or something, even though they're both in the woods. And it's like, oh yeah, nope, those weren't the exact same geological surrounding features, so they're different enough. You have qualified immunity because this situation has never happened Yeah,
2: before. I don't think it's not quite as extreme as people make it out to be, but it's um, it's hard to convict an officer.
0: And I think that sounds like it's probably part of the problem, and I'm not sure if this is... Uh, a question that any of us are equipped to solve or to answer but I you know like I one, one solution I heard that I liked would be um, a, a, again at face value without understanding everything involved was all right well let's uh, let's make every whether it be precinct or or individual union or whatever it is if unions are going to stick around um, or maybe every city's uh, police force all carry like a packet of insurance for the officers (laughs) so that when you, when you sue an off, when you sue uh, for wrongful, whatever you're suing that officer, you're not suing the city. And then it comes out of their insurance premiums, just like it comes out of a doctor's malpractice. But the difference of making it a group policy rather than individual policy is that then they would, then other officers would be incentivized to kick bad officers out rather than protect them and shelter them. Like, you know, moving a diddling priest from one church to the next. Um, they'd be like, no, no, you keep hitting people and it's causing, costing me more money. And if it costs someone, uh, you know, to put it cynically, like professor Quirrell, it, you know, I'm not so much annoyed that you keep pulling people out of their cars and hitting them. I'm more annoyed that it's costing me 50 bucks a month that you keep doing that. So that, that sort of motivation might actually get people to, to act.
2: Yeah, it would be, I, I think it would probably be helpful to require officers individually to carry their own insurance. Um, you know the way plumbers do, the way other tradespeople do. Um, yeah, I think that would probably be a good idea. If uh, a little politically infeasible.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the thing is a lot of these are politically infeasible. Yeah. This one was different than just well, individual maybe not insurance, so much now. and it was a group policy. And so then that way, like if you know the three of us had insurance for us, you know for our for our little trio, and we were out doing whatever, and you know. I kept going out and hitting people, your guys' premiums would go up too. And then that way you'd be really inclined to say, let's get Steven the fuck out of here. Yeah. Which at least, you know, so for whatever reason, some officer was totally fine paying higher premiums because he liked hitting people enough to do it, then uh, that wouldn't solve the problem for him. But it would solve the problem for a lot of other people. You know, most people don't want to spend increased amounts yeah. on their premiums i'm not sure how much it would go up after a successful lawsuit but probably some
2: and i think the th- the thing that probably would make that feasible is how heavily unionized the police departments are because normally you can't tell someone you know to work here you have to have insurance although uh, like like I- i'm a lawyer when i worked for a law firm i didn't have my own malpractice insurance the law firm had malpractice insurance that that i was covered under. Um, now that I'm solo, I have my own. Um, I think doctors, yeah. though, do tend to have their own malpractice insurance.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask about, you mentioned tradespeople and yeah. like plumbers. Like, I know that there's, they, they do have like plumbers unions. Yeah, well,
2: uh, tradespeople <laughs> uh, generally, generally um, are not employees of anyone. So they right. have to insure themselves and usually do it through their unions. Um, and the police could do something similar
1: that would be an interesting experiment. Yeah. I actually wonder if anywhere currently uses that mm-hmm. model.
2: Because then you get and that would have the added incentive of getting the union incentivized to reduce um excessive force complaints.
0: That's always my thing is that like it it's it'd be one thing, I forget where I saw this analogy, but I just loved it. You know, it's the difference in behavior you've seen or you see between like your average school district, a public school district, that discovers, you know, a, a pedophile assaulting children, and then, you know, the character, uh, the caricature of a, a parish that finds one of its priests assaulting children, and the, you know, it, and not in every case, obviously, but in enough to hit the news every year, um, you know, the parish will just move the, the offending priest to a different location, and they get to keep their job, they get to keep doing their thing, and they get to keep assaulting kids. Whereas, like, in a public school... And they keep
1: their reputation as well. Like, right. They are incentivized to also hush it up.
0: Well, but the thing is, like, if a school discovers it, they say, holy shit, we can't believe this was happening. This guy, he's getting the fuck out of here. And they're in there, and, and it's, you know, more of a public thing, and it's handled because they, they there's less of a, like, I don't know, um, us-them mentality, maybe? Like, they also just don't want that shit in their house, so they, they get these people out. Um, and that like the, the use of force and the, the abuse of force in, uh, in cases of, of uh, police violence seem to fall closer to like the church model than to the school model where, you know, some, somebody is doing some egregious shit and, you know, like a, oh, geez, I'm blanking on her last name, Brianna Johnson, Brianna Taylor? Brianna um, Taylor. Thank you. I don't know why I was thinking Johnson. Um, her police report just came out earlier this week, and it's like blank. Uh, she apparently had no injuries, there was no forced entry, um, according to the official sheet, but according to the reports of, like, what we did when we got there, and, of course, the uh, the surviving victims report, um, none of it's true, and so, like, the, just the, the bullshit kind of involvement of, like, oh, yeah, let's just hush this and try and you know, again, if this is our own internal investigation, all it takes is me to push this up to my senior officer and be like, this looked good. And they say, that looks good. Cool. Uh, Investigation complete. But because this case has a spotlight on it, that's not going to fly. Although, of course, I think her murderers are still uh, employed. So that's rather discouraging.
2: Yeah. Moving internal affairs out of the police department would almost certainly be a good idea. It should be a completely civilian thing. And I don't know how they've Gotten away with having that as part of the police department for this long. Yeah, it seems like fucking madness.
1: I kind of want to go back and highlight something Stephen was talking about where you were saying, like, you don't understand why there's different procedures with churches and pedophilia versus schools. And I was kind of. I, I think it has to do with authority, and possibly that's what's going on with the police, too. There's, like, just. A weird kind of social interactions people have with authority figures and what things are what institutions are considered to be authority figures versus not like a a school can be bullied around by the parents of children whereas like churches depending on the church but like they are pretty powerful yeah that's definitely like they're not run a by there's not it. a church board like there's a school board <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a they're good point. Not,
1: they're they're tax exempt, like uh, they're not you know funded the same way public schools are. They're not held accountable that way. Mm. So there's not as many parallels with police. But I'm, I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing an idea here. I
0: I think that I mean that definitely sounds like a part of it. I think it's just also the the internal attitude of like we're going to protect our own no matter what. I just don't think that exists among teachers, like. It, you know, I, I wouldn't want to work down the hall. I can easily
1: imagine it, though. Like, it seems like the kind of institution where that, like, that there is, like, things like tenure and there gets to be weirdness around um, nepotism or, there's a word for nepotism that I'm blanking on, but, like, maybe it is just nepotism, I don't know. Where you promote or protect friends, Cronyism. family members, et cetera. Cronyism, yeah, I think that's a better way. Uh, well, so definitely that happens, but I think more so at colleges, though.
2: Yeah, but I think there is a huge difference between just the culture of teachers and the culture of police. Like my mom was a teacher, and if she knew of another teacher that was endangering their students, she definitely would have said something. There's no question.
1: Which is weird because you think cops would also have that kind of honor and duty and whatever they. Well,
0: they don't yeah it just it just turns out that they don't that's 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 the disappointing and interesting factor like there was a period of a few years when i was a kid that i wanted to be a police officer because i grew up watching superhero shows and that was the closest thing we had was like oh my god this is this is the protector class of the citizen i think this sounds great i went through like the youth police academy and all the cops there i met seemed chill um it was
1: was this in denver
0: no this is in fort collins um or it was in colorado but it was it was not a major city it was a i mean they have a university population hundred and like, twenty thousand, twenty thousand but not a population of a million um like the it, police it,
1: here seem like shockingly demilitarized compared to my experiences with police on the east coast
3: thank goodness for that And also
1: just like cool like i've spoken to police officers and they were just like hello citizen and i was just <laughs> what you're not trying to like intimidate me
0: <laughs> and I mean that's the, that's the thing that you know I think many people have had encounters with the police that the cop was chill as fuck and you know I think there's there's different kinds of cops and that and I this is where I was on the fence for a couple of years about like you know no this is a problem with a few bad eggs and the, and the other the, the opposition argument being no no this is a this is a systemic problem with systemic. all of them yeah. and I I was finally sold over to the systemic problem with the argument that look if this wasn't a a systemic issue then the, the bad cops would be forced out by the good cops, but that's just never what happens. Um, as it is, you know, the good cops actually end up getting fired or getting, uh, being forced to issue yeah. apologies. Uh, there was that woman last week, a uh, police officer, that stops another officer from a chokehold, and she got fired. Um, the couple of officers who were kneeling with protesters had to issue public apologies for, pro- for, for kneeling, not for uh, anything that, you know, the police force did that the people were pro- protesting against. Um, the, you know, like there's, there's a handful of cops that are like, that I think the mentality is like, well, it pays $10 more than the post office. And I get a gun. Like this is, you know, this is just a chill job and it it comes with benefits. And I think that there's there's certainly that kind of cop. And then of course, at least as early back as like 2005, the FBI was issuing warnings that like, oh yeah, uh, this is a concerted effort among white nationalists and neo-Nazis to infiltrate the police force, um, that apparently Um. no one listened to. Mm -hmm. Uh, so like the, the way that I uh, was trying to phrase it to a skeptic about this issue was because the, the, they were they are now where I was a few years ago of saying it's just a few bad cops. And I'm like, well, uh, I think that as a whole, there is a to put it mildly, a bullying problem within the police force. And it isn't a norm that the rest of the force shits down or, you know, uh, tries to shoot down. And that mm-hmm. that's the real problem. Um,
1: bullying seems really accurate actually because you can think of the social dynamics of bullies in schools and i almost feel like the kinds of like mitigation tactics that you can employ i don't know i'm thinking about schools right now and i'm thinking about the bullshit like anti-bullying stuff that schools tried when i was a kid that was just completely like you know having assemblies where like they get the whole school together and they have some like Wes is laughing. <laughs> you remember this? <laughs> Some public speaker talk about like how bad bullying is. That like they had um, performing arts students get like do a skit about bullying, and it was just it like made you want to go bully someone <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> like the same thing oh. with like the dare to resist drugs and violence. Like I swear to God, I like left those assemblies wanting to do things. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. Nothing
2: made me want to do things to out of my more than authority figures telling me not to.
1: Yeah.
0: Especially than telling you in a way that just didn't sell it at all. Yeah, uh,
1: it's like a person in a dog suit skateboarding in and being like, "Hey kids, <laughs> do, you know, about a going home early and doing your homework is cool. Don't do drugs. There's a free ruler. <laughs>
2: Always do what adults <laughs> like, tell you." Um,
0: oh, I guess just related
1: this, like, back transparent. to transparent. Yeah. The... sorry.
0: Like the... Oh no, no, you're good. It is funny, and it, it. My main thing with the the school assembly thing was that like just the level of dishonesty. You know, if they they come out and they'll say things like, oh, yes, all drugs are the same and they all are the worst. And here's, you know, your brain on pot oh, and it yeah. looks like a fried egg or whatever. And it's like, then somebody tries pot because it's super available. And they're like, oh, it wasn't nearly as bad as the authority figures told me to be. I bet that cocaine and heroin aren't nearly as bad as they told me to be, that it would be either because they all said it was the same. Um, when, in fact, there, there, there is a difference between some of the more intense drugs and some of the less intense drugs. But because they're all sold to you from your, you know, your DARE program as being the same level of bad then the second you, you falsify that that broad claim you're skeptical of the rest of it um i do want to ask Wes if you know what happened you said there, there were some problem police officers that kind of were involved with the the camden case do you know if anything happened to them uh you said some people like apl- reapplied and didn't, didn't get their jobs. yeah i doubt no, you have got like
2: i don't know any specifics um i just know that like not everyone who was a camden cop became a camden county cop Uh, And I think some of that was probably done intentionally to, uh, get rid of some problem people, but that's just really just speculation.
0: Do you know without, uh, unless you actually have numbers, but do you know, if incidences of like police brutality and overuse of force went down after the size of the police force doubled and the union was disbanded?
2: I believe so. Um, not from any insider information, but I think I read that recently. That's pretty cool.
0: I mean, do you have, uh... I mean, there's probably not much that any individual one of us can do, but any any way that this could be sort of generalized for any other city or any other group that wants to try and get this sort of thing through, like my
2: um, my recommendation is to look at the Camden Police use of force policy and design a similar one. Cool. Um, it's very it's very um, de escalation heavy. Well, that sounds.
0: Uh, I mean. God, it sounds so mind bendingly obvious that I'm putting a hand to my face. Also, no
2: warrior training. Do not allow cops to be trained by these assholes who tell them that they're soldiers on a hostile battlefield. Right. You need to be prepared to take a life and this and that. It's like, I, yeah. If you train cops to de escalate, they de escalate. If you train cops to shoot people, they'll shoot people.
0: Mm hmm. So who'd have thought the training actually matters yeah, and works? works. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, even, I was going to say also just, like, uh, norms. And they have kind of a apprenticeship sort of system, right? Like, it's not that the way they pair cops up with partners or the way that they kind of uh, uh, escalate the career path. I guess what I'm trying to say is that there's, like, a role model cops who are the older, superior ones that you look up to, right? And if there's this norm of we are, like, people that protect the peace and de-escalate fights and whatnot, then pe- newer, younger people joining the police force kind of get on board with that, right? I mean, I
2: don't know how how that works, but I'm I'm certain that the when new hires respond to the existing culture. So if the existing culture is, yeah. you know, has this warrior mentality, then they're going to adopt it. If it has a... Um, you know a less aggressive mentality, then they'll adopt that too,
1: yeah,, hmm. yeah, and replacing all of the previous culture seems like a good way to maybe remove bad norms and insert some better ones, yeah, marks. but you got you
2: have i mean you have to start with the the written policies um if yeah, you that makes sense, yeah, if your written policy is like if you feel threatened, shoot then. You can't, <laughs> there's no way to change the, the more subtle things.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any more to like talk about your personal role in those cases? Or I guess, are you able to talk? About
2: um, well, so one of the things, or is it kind of- yeah. So one of the things that I think people don't realize um, when it comes to police p- complaints of police brutality is that, um, it's not just the cops who lie. Um, uh, people are completely full of shit all the time about complaints of police brutality. Um, and just from, like, the small handful of cases I was involved in, there was so many obvious lies told, um...
1: <laughs> How much of your job is just that, by oh, the not, way? Oh,
2: not much. I really only had, like, a, uh... Oh, really? Well, I, a lot of it was for Camden, but... of small amount was for police brutality complaints i think i only had two I'd kind of met like
1: or three. in your career as a lawyer oh even how much of it is kind of just everybody's lying right now and you're just sitting there kind of with your head in your hands like
2: yeah. uh, well so i do mostly family law now <laughs> which is less right. lying and more just everyone's sort of exaggerating and uh focusing on their you know emotional pain over the mm-hmm. actual facts of what happened Man, I don't know if I'd want
0: to do police brutality cases or family law cases if I was a lawyer, just because they both sound like they'd be equally shitty from different directions. Well,
2: family's way better. I remember
0: reading—well, that's good. And I, I imagine that it—I mean, I was being somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but I, I remember reading a case, uh, someone on Reddit was like a family—or a divorce attorney, which is different than family law, but it was adjacent it's not
2: different from family was, law.
0: Oh, okay, good. Um, I didn't know if, uh, family law was more broad or something
3: it, than just divorce. It is, but, but I mean, people, custody, right?
2: divorce attorneys almost always do, uh, you know, that sort of family law stuff ancillary to divorce. Okay.
0: Yeah. It was just like, they, they were talking about how they had this couple and they spent $16,000 in lawyer fees arguing about who gets ownership of this turkey baster. <laughs> and it's like, and both of the lawyers even offered to buy their clients new turkey basters, you know, for 15 bucks <laughs> or whatever this thing cost. And they were like, no, I want this one, and like that. I
2: mean, that sort of my pettiness. No, no. The question tur- is, what were they doing with that turkey baster?
0: <laughs> one can hope of basting turkeys, but one one is now forced to think of all the alternative mm. uses of it. So, thank you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you were to pay sixteen thousand dollars to have it, that's uh, I feel like you were doing more
0: than basting turkeys with it. It could be, or you're just being crazy petty um also always yeah not. i mean because yeah, like
1: you can buy sex toys for really nice ones or like a few hundred bucks just saying do they make them like that oh i don't know about turkey baster ones but i'm just thinking of like fun factory like high quality german
0: oh sure i'm sure there's a tiffany or, brand like, turkey baster <laughs> out there that's studded with the diamonds and shit so i, <laughs> I mean, want to look up no
1: baster. i do do i want to look up german really turkey don't. basters <laughs> i think i do <laughs> all Even right morbid curiosity
0: we'll hold off and, and that can be our, our extracurricular stuff for the episode. I think that we're getting tied in, uh, you know, this has been a sort of a, a smaller case of the broader things going on in the last couple of weeks in the U S. Um, it kind of to, to, to paint the scene. I was, I was telling a family member that we had a listener from my other podcast that we want more one right in from Australia. And it opened with like this, this nice sentiment of like, Hey, hope you guys are doing well. You know, uh, we're, uh just saw that you hey guys Americans passed...
1: are you okay <laughs> that, that basically, and, and
0: it was it was nicely put it was just like you know I I, I saw that you guys just passed a hundred thousand deaths and from COVID and now we're seeing all the stuff in the news from all the police brutality uh certainly hope you and Brian are staying safe and um luckily the, the solution to both of those is like yeah well, we both stay home all the time but um it was like the the image from the outside is like oh yeah shit's shit's terrible here and it and the image from the inside is that shit's pretty terrible here. I've got a coworker who's going to a lot of protests in Detroit and uh, getting you know pepper sprayed and getting her ass whooped a couple times a week, which I don't quite, uh, like, I don't know, on the, I, I don't know, if I, I haven't said this on a podcast yet, but I've, been think- I've had this in a couple of private conversations. Like, I'm not doing anything, like, actively in the protests, even though I support them. And part of that is because, like, I feel like if I were, like one good shove to the ground would have me limping for two years, and like, I don't want to, you know, risk my physical safety. Um, that could be interpreted as as a uh, oh well, Stephen doesn't really care. That's why he's not acting on it. Um, and it's it's not really that. It's just that I guess I am. Uh, I don't think unreasonably selfishly putting my own safety above, uh, you know, the my, my solidarity with my fellow man and or my fellow my fellow human. And uh like Yeah, there's
1: many ways to support protests, too. We're currently, like, on air, I guess. <laughs> uh, and the kind of people that, I don't know, I I, uh, I also, like, really admire and, like, for a while aspired to be the kind of person that would show up to a protest and willingly be beat up or maced or thrown in jail to support a cause. And maybe I will do that someday, but it's just, like... You have to be a special kind of person to be able to do that shit, and, like, I feel like it's the same kind of person that would, like, throw themselves in front of a bus to save a child, or, like, I don't even know. Like, those people are awesome, and also they're, like, not the norm, and there's good reason for that, because if everybody did those kinds of things, those people would just be dying left and right all the time. We have a self-protection and survival instinct for a reason as a species. Uh, I don't know. I guess that gets into deeper questions about ethics and morality that are beyond the scope of this podcast or are they,
0: well, they can be, or Um,
1: this episode of the podcast that works.
0: Yeah. I think my only other real thought on it was, you know, because Wes is on, I have to think something somewhat mind killery and my, (laughs) uh, my, my hot take, if you can call it that was I, there's, there's a, at least a handful of people, one I'm thinking of in particular whom, you know, I hold in some esteem and respect and they were talking about how, You know, as a white man, I could never understand what it's like to be. And of course, this part's true. I could never understand what it's like to be a black person, you know, constantly on guard from the police. But they'd said something to the effect of, like, police brutality isn't a problem I face as a white guy. And I, my my only hot take on that is, like, I think you are might be in for a rude awakening. Like, yes, the police brutality is disproportionately targeted at black people, but it's not exclusively targeted towards black people. And if you think that you're immune from being attacked by the police, uh, just because you're white, I think you you might be in for a terribly rude awakening. Um, it's this this isn't just a problem that uh, only some only the minority of people face. This is a problem that everybody faces. And again, yes, it's targeted towards disproportionately towards minorities, but it's it's not like I guess you're not safe just because you're white and. If, if, so like if someone's saying, well, it's not my problem, well, it kind of is. And this person wasn't saying it was, wasn't their problem. They, they had the solidarity attitude, which I agree with, which is none of this is everyone's problem, but it's not one that I'm dealing with. And it's like, well you, I guess so. My, my hot take in a nutshell is like this is sort of a problem that you could deal with if you bumped into the wrong cop. Um, you know, what was it? Just a few couple of years, uh, it all blends together and I forget the guy's name, but you know, you just google all the high profile people who got killed by the police in the last couple of years. And there was that guy. Um, well, now I'm blanking on the details and thinking of another one. Uh, anyway, there was there was there was an, <laughs> there was of, one
1: a, of those many black guys that got killed by cops.
0: Actually, no, these were both white people.
1: Who can people. remember all of them? Um, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, so like, but th- th- this guy had the name had a name and it hit national news, but it wasn't as big of an incident. I'll see if I can dig up the name later, maybe. But another case I'm thinking of, and this just is more about training. Um, it was somebody who. Like it was, it was somebody with mental, uh, di- like a developmental disorder, and they went and saw. Oh shoot! It was one of those space movies that came out like the last five years. Um, I forget what it was. Uh, anyway, so they they enjoyed the movie. They saw it at the movie theater, and they just stayed in their seat because they wanted to watch it again. And uh three cops show up and they choke the kid out, and he dies in the movie theater. And his last words were like, "Mom, it hurts," and it's devastating. And uh. This was a a white person with with developmental disorder or de- de- developmental problems yeah. and so See, like so uh, you... so yes, they they also fit into a minority group where the police aren't yeah. able apparently to talk with somebody who can't uh perfectly reason back with them, but they also can um uh you know it, it, excuse me no, th- they can they... try no, no well like they can,
1: i I, I they have c- a chip on my shoulder about this because when I worked at the library in New Jersey um before I moved here libraries are one of the places that homeless people and people with developmental disabilities and physical disabilities and elderly people with dementia like uh it's a place where you can go for free that has bathrooms and wi-fi and air conditioning slash heating you know we we see this in denver a lot too where a lot of homeless people hang out by the library uh and had so many incidences of people that i knew from the library and i was just like i don't know fucking john john who comes into the library every day to like download anime (laughs) and is just the sweetest person just i don't know 30 something year old i'm blending together a few identities and changing names but like like maybe 30 something year old dude who just comes into the library chats with people watches anime and has autism and sometimes just like has sensory processing things and freaks out and by freaks out i mean like yells loudly waves arms does weird things so like run into john for example in like Shoprite or whatever and if people don't know john then like immediately they'll call the cops and they're like oh man there's a there's a 30 something big scary male in here waving their arms around yelling and the cops will show up like ready to go and it's just like you have to like I've, i've actually confronted the cops and been like no, I know this person, this is John from the library, <laughs> and he's just very upset because he touched ice. And if you talk to him for two seconds, he will tell you, I don't like the ice, it feels bad, that's why I'm upset. <laughs> and then he'll, like, yeah. calm down <laughs> once he feels understood and, like, safe. You know? Yeah. Sorry that I'm kind of going on a rant about this, it's just, like, a p- issue.
0: <laughs> no, 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 I... I, I totally understand, and I I, I think I, I misspoke when I said that they they can talk. You know, the people can reason back. I think I I hadn't quite finished my thought on it. Was like that even if they hey, can, sir. you know, the police are often. Oh no, you're good. I, I I wasn't making my point very succinctly. That like there's there's too many cases where uh, and the person I'm thinking of it might jog someone's memory if they could remember the name. Like I seem to remember he was like on the ground with guns pointed at him for multiple officers and was being shouted in inconsistent commands. You know, get on your knees, put your (laughs) hands behind your head or something, and, like... Big shot
1: at Twister Command. What was that? (laughs) Like, uh, the instructions for the game Twister.
0: Yeah, basically, except for trying to be told to do two things that you physically can't do, and so (laughs) it just went, uh, um, you know, kind of, uh, back and forth on that, so, um, I don't know, it's, it's wild, and I can't find, I was digging around a little bit for the, the source of the thing I was thinking of, and it's not coming to mind, so, um... Anyway, I, I don't have much else to add other than uh, kind of raising the, the, the subject of what's currently going on in our uh, cultures, climate, regarding that issue. I don't know. I just guess to ping the poll out to you guys if there's anything you wanted to talk about. But I figured we couldn't talk about an, an isolated incident of, like, police stuff and not talk about the broader stuff. So. Uh,
2: yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, my, uh, it. it uh, as another plug you know listen to the mind killer if you want to hear uh, my my full thoughts on the, uh, the broader issue
1: if you want to hear about that good good culture war slash political slash economics
0: yeah that sounds good to me all right yeah do check uh, out the mind i don't know if anyone's anyway. unaware of the mind killer but <laughs> if they are you guys shouldn't be and go check it out uh, the first few episodes are on this feed and uh, the rest you can find by going to your favorite podcast app and typing in the mind killer so let's see what else do we want to talk about then, guys. Um, I guess we were talking a bit about the uh, um, different kind of ways to approach uh, community building and, and cultures or among communities that we've developed ourselves. Um, yeah. Hmm. So like so. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, the niceness topic, you mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If we're, the, if we're wrapped up with this see, one. let's let's all be nice to people all the time. Um, yeah. No, I <laughs> no, I had some uh, some feedback from from the last episode. <laughs> Um, uh, which, you know, I saying, saying everyone be nice is certainly a good starting point. Um, but I think it is not, it is, I don't, I don't like telling everyone to be nice because I don't think you can, if if everyone's nice, I don't think it creates the kind of community that I like. Um, and I, I, i don't think it creates the kind of community that uh you guys want really i think if you in order to have a community that's having vibrant discussions and uh specific especially having a community where people get called on their bullshit you can't you can't just have everyone be nice all the time uh so i, I agree with you there i think
0: maybe we should we should Get away with any ambiguity with the word "nice." Mm-hmm. I mean, so like I we mentioned before, my mug of "Don't be a dick" <laughs> is what it says on it. So presumably, when you say not, you know, not everyone be nice all the time, you don't mean everyone should be dicks all the time, yeah. which is the other end of the spectrum. Everyone should not be dicks. So if all we, the So if we do away with the word, exactly. <laughs> um, so I think doing away with the word "nice," uh, like, yeah, let's let's try and try and hash out what, if if any, I suspect there's very little daylight between. Our actual positions here, um, because I th- I think like
1: because Annie is not here.
0: Well, I I think even if even if he was, I, I I would be surprised if if he would push back too much on saying no, no. We should. I guess. So when you say when when, He's you, nice when you hear, what was that?
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm being a troll. I said he would be too nice <laughs> to do that. <laughs>
0: um, when when you hear we should all be nice all the time, what are you hearing without using the word so,
2: nice? So, um, did you guys read? the unit of caring uh, back when she was posting regularly on her Tumblr. Um, I know Inyash did and I haven't. So, or I believe he's did. I was going to
1: say, did. I've read some of it and I know that it was like Ineash's favorite. Yeah. It's, uh, uh,
2: Kelsey Piper um, wrote uh, a Tumblr called the, the unit of caring. It still does every once in a while. Um, but when she used to post uh, a big theme of her Tumblr was that when you have conflicts about um, social norms it's, it's best to look at it in a competing needs framework, which is that like this different people have different needs from a social space and that those needs are often in tension with each other. And that's when you ask like, what should the social norms here be? You should be asking yourself like, okay, who needs what here and which norms uh, serve those needs. And, um, Which norms? Yeah, what norms serve what needs. and
1: Okay, in the sense of a small community like ours having kind of the founder effects ability to create norms as opposed to having them kind of evolve, I guess.
2: Right, well, I think, you know, you're talking about the Discord server. The norms there have evolved pretty naturally. And one of the things that made me nervous about last episode was it sounded like, there may be some effort to uh, consciously change what the norms are.
1: I think we agreed <laughs> not to do that, mostly because we didn't think that it was possible. And I think also I was the one suggesting that, and that again I was mostly kind of just throwing ideas out there for. I like to, I like to, I don't know, um, pick an extreme position, see what how people respond to it, kind of, and then pull back from it until a. Uh,
2: gotcha. Well, when I, I so when I hear people
1: triangulate, yeah.
2: so when I hear people talk about being nice, what I'm picturing is being the perfect internet citizen, and the perfect internet citizen is always civil, always polite, never takes anything personally, never insults anyone else, and never says anything that another person would be offended by.
1: So kind That's of a the
2: lot of Sort of what? And and that last one's sorry, Jace. What'd you say?
1: The. Uh, I was talking about the, is this a TV tropes thing or was this from the atheist movement? Uh, There was this discussion about uh, rationality being like there's this caricature of a Spock uh, figure who just is all logic. No, I'm not
2: really talking about that. I'm talking more about a very empathic person. Who is always like when I say never says anything that some would offend somebody else. Uh, I feel like the straw Vulcan says those kind of things all the time. What uh, the perfect internet that was the word I with the perfect internet, the the perfect internet citizen says is uh, you know always very polite and very warm and empathetic um, and never never angry never upset um, gets emotional you know about injustice but never about anything that someone said to them. Uh, and yeah, I, so I'm, I'm sorry. Well, so the, per, uh, the perfect internet citizen, I think is something we all, most of us know how to do. Like we can, we can play that role towards. and we sort of have to in most spaces uh, online. There are, you know, I'm a member of tons of Facebook groups, a number of other discord servers, um, and just a, a whole bunch of other places uh around the internet that I feel very strong pressure to be the perfect internet citizen um, and never say anything too controversial, never take anything personally never never get you know never fight with anybody, never um, react when I feel offended, that sort of thing um, and one of the things I like about the Bayesian Conspiracy Discord is it's a place where I don't feel like I have to do that. It's a place where I feel like I can be an actual person um, and express my, my actual thoughts and my actual feelings without having to be constantly glancing over my shoulder for the you know the internet police or uh, what Eniash what called them the local scold uh, to come and be like, hey you're not being nice enough Like, and I think it's really hard to talk about these things in the abstract. Um, because Mm -hmm. my, uh, you know, uh, uh, (laughs) so I'm uh, I'm autistic, so like a lot of how I interact with people is I have like lists of rules for like this is how social interaction goes best, and a lot of those,
1: yeah, do it on manual, yeah,
2: and a lot of those are very fact specific, so think of it um so like but like the last fight i was in on the discord was because someone called me a liar and i was offended (laughs) and i i reacted angrily and you know the perfect internet citizen never would have done that the perfect internet citizen would have been like ah i understand what you are saying here let me calmly explain to you my thought process here and that would have certainly would have gone better that's the thing about being the perfect internet citizen it's actually good to do but it is also means you can't yeah. be a person and you can't have emotions and you can't express yeah. those emotions
1: yeah and that's like exhausting i actually am impressed by your ability i know we've had a lot of like off-air conversations about introversion mm-hmm. versus extroversion but i just don't exist on the internet mostly i lurk in communities or like yeah even in our discord Uh, I've mentioned a few times. I lurk in our Discord. I'm watching (laughs) all of y'all. I I rarely interact, um, mostly because of the thing you're talking about. I just don't want to have to worry about my internet reputation. I'm stressed out enough about my real-life reputation, like my in-person social interactions. And it's hard, yeah, as a fellow autistic person. I mean, I am also doing all this on manual, and I have my lists of rules that I'm checking internally externally sometimes uh, it's too much to really keep track of and if it's if if i don't have that ability to have that the the sort of radical honesty thing that i prefer where it's (laughs) i make it sound like it's like an ethical choice of mine or something but honestly like honestly uh i do radical honesty because i can't do the other thing i suck at lying and keeping secrets i just i know this ever since i was a little kid it would be like Like, little Jace, did you take the $5 from my purse? And I'd be like, ha ha, no. Yeah, I did it. Oh, my God. Punish me. (laughs) I'm bad. Like, it's just, I can't. Uh, I I can't lie. I feel horrible. And it's just, it will be in the back of my mind, like, the little voice screaming at you, like, no, things are wrong. You must fix this. Yeah. And then, like, keeping secrets as well, which is... Uh. I just kind of tell people, you know, when I meet them, I'm like, hey, like, if you ever have something that you want me to keep a secret from someone, probably just like, don't (laughs) tell it to me because I will just blurt it out (laughs) without realizing it until it's too late. And sorry, I just don't check those Mm -hmm. things good.
0: Well, so, and I think that that part's like, I, I, I'm trying to just trying to order my thoughts here. Your your list of all the things of a perfect internet citizen sounds like sounds like it'd be great if everyone was doing that all the time. If you're the only person doing that, and you're in a room of of thirty other people, you're gonna be the you know you're gonna be pushed around. You're gonna be the only one having to bottle up your feelings because everyone else is freely expressing themselves. That all sounds fucking terrible. And I I think it's worth uh, I'm totally fine going on the record as saying that I'm on a number of Discord servers, and among my favorites is the Bayesian Conspiracy one. I have seen how arguments can uh, – they're, they're self-contained. People and, – and, and it's rare, too. You know, being called a liar is about the closest I've seen to, like, a personal attack. Um, and that, that is – well, and that is a personal attack, but that's, like, the, the only variety of it. Um, I, I've been on other ones where even just this week I've seen people, uh, you know, within – I don't know. Uh, nine or ten messages run straight to Godwin's law and start invoking <laughs> Hitler and Nazis, and it's. Oh God. I don't think I've ever seen an an unapt analogy involving Nazis come up on the Beijing conspiracy Discord, In in the event that it ever comes up, which I can't even think of an example, I think that, that it was a good example of uh, you know an actually decent parallel or something. Um, I so so to be clear, I think that our our community has. Uh, by our community, I mean the basic conspiracy discord, not the rationalist community as a whole. Um, I think it has tons of strengths. And I uh, what I what I really like about it is that it is it, it is self policing and that it doesn't need moderation. Um, you know, the, the closest I've ever had to come to, to do moderation is saying, you know, someone post a spoiler in the non spoiler. We want more channel. And I'd be like, can you move that to the spoiler one? Yeah. And like, that's the level of moderation that you know I want to do. Yeah, I but then do. then again, um, you
2: gave everyone the ability to delete those, so it really
0: is self police. Exactly, and no and no one's abused that. If someone if some asshole wanted to, they could run through and delete the whole thing, and they haven't yet. Um, so and, and huh, maybe the benefit David's of right. the the benefit of me doing it that well, it, David <laughs> would be right if we were all playing with the same uh you know yeah. norms and uh, approaches, but society at large isn't um society at large
1: we need to get david on now
0: well yeah we will at some point but so, i think society at large would have the issue of you know somebody would have no trouble just running in and wrecking shit because everyone's got a key mm-hmm. right um the i i'm trying like i think that getting being able to respond emotionally to something that charges you emotionally is super valuable and and is what i would do um i've responded emotionally and there are times where i haven't um you know, most of the, the negative feedback that comes my way or negative stuff that comes my way is people shitting on one or one or more of my podcasts. <laughs> and like, I think maybe once have I said like, you know what, go make your own, fu- oh no, this actually wasn't even <laughs> on the Discord. It was on, a, it was on a comment on the website actually. And they just sat there and like ripped apart the thing. And I'm like, you know what? Like, if you hate it so much, why are you listening to this? And why don't you go make your own podcast? It sounds like a great idea. I'll listen to that one. Um, as far as if I'm making shit, constructive feedback, welcome, uh, unconstructive feedback, go fuck yourself. And, uh, that's, so, I mean, if I, I wouldn't want to coordinate in a society, um, or in a community like our discord where I'm feeling like I can't say, you know, Hey, why don't you with all politeness, go fuck off. Um, I, I, I don't think I have to pull that out all that often because for the most part, everyone's super chill. Um, I think I missed, like, one of the inciting incidences, incidents that was the kind of crux of one of Enosh's arguments on the, uh, the last episode. Um, it was where somebody came on and then left because they were in a disagreement with a... We don't even, uh. like, have formal mod roles, but we have a couple of, of majorly active community members like yourself... And so, as such, you've been given Discord powers because you're you're doing more for that community than I am, or than, than the conspirators in general. So, like, um, you know, if if the if the if the community is a garden, you're spending more time in it than we are, and it's like, well, I mean, hell, if you're here and you have the time and energy to do it, by all means, it's gonna you know, uh, be great if you could help out. Um, and so, I, I missed the whole thing where this went down, but apparently, someone came in, and they were in an argument with somebody who was in one of these pseudo mod roles. And like, I guess felt like they should be like they got pushed out kind of quickly. And that kind of bums me out. I I don't want that to be the situation where somebody comes in and gets into a disagreement and it, it turns surprisingly hostile, surprisingly quickly. And again, having not been there, I can't say how hostile it was. Um, yeah, I but, was
1: going to say, that's not my impression of how it went down.
0: Okay, good. So you were there. Then you can correct any, all of my mis- I wasn't um, I was there. there, I
1: was lurking. Uh, but uh.
0: I missed it completely. So,
2: so well, my take list? was when that um, this person came in expressing a lot of ideas. Um, I think David was kind of hostile to those ideas and made that clear. And he, um, the the other the other party had had switched to a different channel and was like, uh, "So, David, just level with me. Do you not want me in this server?" And he was like, "Honestly, I don't. I don't like you very much." And so he left. And I'm like. <laughs> and i get i get really uh worried when that gets brought up as a thing we want to avoid because i mean it there was the thing where he thought david was like an owner or like ran the server or something so correcting that misconception is good um and now we have a a welcome page that yeah. should make make it clear what people's roles are but the fact that like he left because david was honest with him about his feelings like, I am 100% on David's side in that one and would not want any kind of unwritten or written rules or anything that would discourage people from answering questions like that, honestly.
1: I uh, am in the University mm-hmm. of Bayes, which is the split-off server that they ended up making. It's a good server. It's just... is This I mean, is, uh, this is again, a different person I, who made the University
0: yeah, of Bayes, right?
1: Person. Or was that around that? Okay, maybe I'm... Uh, yeah, the...
0: Because was that uh, like around? Zorander that is still active though, in both or? communities.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Then, but yeah, actually, maybe I'm misunderstanding how that went down. Because uh, I was under the impression that somebody was trying to add. Yeah,
2: that like, was Zor- Zorander wanted to add a mental topics. health channel and talked about it for like two weeks, and we wouldn't add one because yeah. we're like, well, just start talking about <laughs> mental health, and if lots of people talk about mental health, we'll add a channel for it. And he was like, no, add it now. Uh, because because that will that people won't feel comfortable talking <laughs> about mental health if there's not a specific channel for it, and we're like, oh, but that's look, we don't, and and also he was like kind of new, and I I, I personally was uncomfortable with people coming in and being like, we need this channel, let's make this channel, because I'm like, oh, then we'll just get, we have a lot of channels, and we'll just get endless channel clutter. We have a lot of channels. Yeah,
1: I think it worked out for the best that University of Bay's is its own thing because it is different. I mean. I don't know, really, if there's a unifying topic of basic conspiracy uh, as a whole, but, like, kind of the subjects that we talk about on the podcast and then the stuff that your guys' separate podcasts have brought up as well, Mind Killers, uh, Methods of Rationality. So there's, like, kind of already built-in topics and a listener group that has a certain set of interests. And this was kind of... It turned out to be, like, here's a... um, place where I guess yeah we can talk about mental health and self-help and growth and that's cool too. I just like yeah. it kind of being its own thing cuz that would yeah, I think for audiences.
0: Totally. And I, I on that one so that was different than the other incident where somebody came on and was got the impression that they were being told like that I don't want you here by somebody that they thought ran the place. Oh, it was an authority um, figure. Yeah, so, so this one was different. Um like I I totally get the the um inclination to not have someone jump in as a new person and said hey you know what we need is these new channels and trying to you know get that channel bloat going i am sympathetic to that i was i was surprised at the pushback um and i you know i didn't just jump in and do stuff just because i figured i'd let it sort itself out and it did and frankly if i had uh just made a mental health channel zorander may not yeah. have broken off and done the university of bays which is super awesome uh they have like it seems like daily recorded lectures on various subjects yeah. and
1: it's a, um, like we can link to it it's actually a really cool place it's just it's a different like subject matter but for people that are interested in and i, I am in self-help y yeah. growthy learningy things
0: yeah you know, it's more of a coordinated cross-over. effort to do a couple of things than it is just like a place to hang out and i and i think i'm fine with the Bayesian conspiracy discord being just a place to hang out um so like I said, the, the only part that I'm sympathetic to was the fact that a new person wanted to jump on and, make new, and ask for new channels. That said, I was surprised at the pushback because you know, mental health is, is, a, is a, uh, a topic that is often discussed in the rationalist community and that we have a lot of insight and uh, you know, practiced um, techniques for. And
1: the idea and also of if like... if you look at the Slate Star Codex uh, user polls, there's a lot of overlap between specific mental illnesses in the rationalist community. Being exactly
0: so we're disproportionately represented in, in the uh the mental health uh category and so the idea that like people didn't want that i found surprising and i'm sympathetic to the argument of like well i don't want her to start spewing stuff and clogging up the general chat because then things get lost in general too
3: yeah
0: um you I know think it's part, part kind of general of... wants to talk about last night's episode of whatever and the other part is trying to talk about uh depression or something then it gets then it gets kind of clogged up and confused in there and having a a space for that i think made a lot of sense but you know, that seems like, I think that one mostly went down fine. It was, it was mainly, I was just surprised at sort of like the, the vitriol maybe of like the, the intense pushback of like, uh, I don't I, want this. I thought that was I think surprising. that was mostly it, you know, in response didn't, to the
2: way it didn't that end up it too was bad. being requested.
1: Uh, not what it was, but more the like, yeah. Insistence. Yeah. That the, they were talking about and it for days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I,
0: I only caught the tail end of it so I, I wasn't there for mm. the whole thing so I, I, I can't really comment to right. the rest of the whole incident. Yeah I, just, yeah
1: I just lurk and skim I don't know what the hell's going on I mean like actually um, Steven when you were saying I didn't want to just jump in and make that channel because someone requested it like I feel like because I am quote unquote an authority figure or like as like one of the co-hosts of the podcast I almost don't want to touch the discord like I'm, I'm worried about <laughs> abusing power or being seen as like a, I don't know, I get very uncomfortable when, if anyone ever kind of like tries to treat me as an authority figure. Uh, I don't like contention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like people looking at me as like a role model because n- no, <laughs> uh, you've got to
0: just relish in your power. I think I had, uh, and you know, I, I like it being a, like I said, a, ver- a fairly mod free zone or moderation free zone. Like yeah. I had I had one this was probably six months ago. It was also just like a bad week for me and then there's some something stupid kicked it off. And I had like one half hour of like I think this is right around when I, I mean, maybe I added it right <laughs> after this, the old man yells at Clouds emoji. And <laughs> There, there were like there were like four meme channels there were like five yeah. other ones and there were like two not safe for work meme channels and I was like I know we have minors on this channel on this discord like this is fucking stupid what the hell is this it's like I, le- I left for like two days and I come back and everything's all you know I'm like it, I could just you know using the garden analogy I just came in after like a weekend off and like I see a bunch of shit, and, like without even talking to people I'd start ripping things up and I I, I didn't I didn't rampage too hard I think I deleted like three channels and then added one Get of them your back or something. Off my lawn. Right. Yeah. yeah. Old What's man yells at clouds. Yeah, get off my lawn. <laughs> but this isn't my lawn, this is everybody's. And I um you know, I, I think to bring it back more to the like the the broad like how does one conduct oneself, um, I, I think we do it just about perfectly, like or just about ideally for my tastes, which is all that really matters because it's the community that, you know, is for this show. Um I I I don't have a lot of patience. And luckily, I'm, my patience has never tested on this in this uh, Discord of like, oh, my God, I just feel unsafe whenever this subject comes up. Or like, I, I hate um, you know, if yeah. uh, somebody, I, I'm trying to think of whatever it is. We can insert whatever harsh topic. That, that, that's something that I really like about our community is that like, there are, there are many, well, I'm prepared to say, basically all corners of the internet, uh, or most, whatever, um, where like, oh, no, that stuff, that conversation's off the table. We don't talk about that. About, or uh,
1: an example I've seen a lot in real life that I don't think is that controversial, though? Uh, oh, that might be. Well, so sometimes a vegan will come on and say, uh, nobody post pictures of meat. I'm deeply offended by the idea of other people eating meat. I don't want to see meat. Don't talk about meat. And then depending on what your community is, how, like, top-down uh, or, like, self-policing strictness it is either people will enforce that and be like oh my god you posted a thing about meat. you got to delete it immediately because kevin is veg as a vegetarian and will get very offended or um kevin like yeah you can go to and a vegan and farm. steven
2: this relates to <laughs> like, something you to that here. you said that i actually <laughs> wanted to disagree with um you know you said that uh, an entire community of people behaving like the perfect internet citizen <laughs> sounded good i think that sounds bad I think that sounds very – I think that sounds boring.
1: It sounds very surprising. Because no one
2: will be talking about anything interesting because anything interesting could offend somebody. And I think it relates to what – I think it relates to what, I think it right. relates to I what think Jace was that, just saying. That, where that was the last – If somebody comes in and says, hey, guys, I am triggered by meat or, or discussions of meat or, or pictures of meat, then the perfect internet citizen is going to say, oh, well, of course, we won't talk about that. You know, and I don't think that's always the correct answer. That, that... Yeah.
1: But people have triggers about everything, yeah. So yeah, that, that's yeah. the perfect uh, And I think Tumblr's I was part of that like,
2: polyamory group that you were talking about last episode.
1: Entire essay. Yeah. Oh, I left that one. I was never, I was never active on it. I was like, just, I can't. Could <laughs> share. Can't do uh, this.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, I never posted anything. I mean, I lurk anyway. But the thing was, yeah, like there's. I was just about to talk about like certain tumblers that have this, but this community had that too. There's like an entire thesis statement that you have to read and like sign mm-hmm. your name and blood in before you're allowed to join and then they have to evaluate you. And like, yeah, you're you're not allowed to use the word yep. poly because Polynesians had it first and that's uh, racist
2: appropriation.
1: And you're not allowed to post pictures without describing the picture or emojis because some people might not have the ability to see Yeah. images on their phone or they might be hearing impaired.
0: <laughs> yeah, just like last time you brought this <laughs> up, I find myself getting angry just hearing about that. Um and and I, I think I I I concede your point one hundred percent, Wes, that uh with your with your model of the perfect internet citizen, that does sound terrible. I I think and never tries or and never offends anybody or makes an effort not mm-hmm. to ever offend anybody, was the last and on the list of like what makes the perfect internet citizen. And that's the only one I would draw contention with. I think that you can have totally healthy and adult disagreements um, that are 100% capable of being discussed by adults who are capable of having yeah. conversations that might be challenging. Um, and so I, I would, if, if we chop that off the list of the perfect internet citizen, I think I'd be totally on board with it. I'm picturing just more like, you know, um, like a disagreement. I think I brought this up with on the last one, uh, Sam Harris and uh, Dan Dennett disagreeing on free will. Like their, their disagreements <laughs> barely got personal. Um, it it got surprisingly you know uh, rude from Dennett, which was surprising. Um, but like that's the kind of disc- that's the kind of discourse that I like. Where you know, oh, you think that? Well, I think that's wrong, and here's why. Um, and of course, that's offensive to the person hearing it if if they hear that you disagree. So you chop off the offensive bit, and I think the rest of the the perfect internet citizen sounds close to good. Um, you know, like the the meat example. I can't imagine. I, I mean, I don't know if I would do this personally. I would like to think that if someone jumped into general chat on the Beijing Conspiracy Discord and said, oh, by the way, I'm new. Could we stop talking about meat here? Because it triggers me and I don't like it. I kind of would like to think that we would have a handful of people respond with pictures of their fr- of the last meal they made that you know was meat heavy or with with pictures of, of See, I, know, turkey legs or whatever. I don't think whatever. people would do that. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. I think, I think that the vegan is on the right side of the argument. Um, I I happen to not be a vegan because I'm lazy and a hypocrite, but I think that that is the, I think that's the I think that's the ethical way to go. But to say I can't handle this, can you guys all accommodate me? Yeah, you know, I I, I don't have any patience for that. If somebody came in and said that, like,
2: David the, would 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 just comment and say no, and then the conversation would move on, and that would just kind of be the end of it.
0: I would like him to. I'd like to think that he'd do it while you know biting into like a piece <laughs> of bacon or something and just like no. <laughs>
1: um uh, here's here's a live feed of me eating bacon right
0: because <laughs> yeah I, now, th- that's what i would want to happen I, I i can't imagine trying to make this you know uh, a safe happy right, which, place which for everybody do you
1: want to have happen the the people being jerks about it or that like just david saying no i i think i'm more in favor of david saying no in the conversation moving on yeah. I don't, like i think the other thing is actually people being dicks about it i think if someone did come in and they say like hey i actually like am triggered by pictures of meat to the point that i have such empathy for animals that i'll have a panic attack like i've i have a friend who is like this they are a vsp probably a very sensitive person which is a real psychiatric thing
2: i think we have one or two uh, of those on the discord
1: sensitivity that they're kind of born with yeah probably uh would not be surprised and the thing is that as that person you can be self-aware of the fact that i'm triggered by this thing and if this is going to be a regular thing here uh I realize maybe this is not the place for me, or maybe I can use one of my like block features. Does Filters, have, like, a block I don't feature? think so. I mean not block, but a uh,
0: sensor feature or something. About, eh. Well, and and that so I, I'm sympathetic to somebody's uh, um, sensitivity there. I think yeah. more it's just that I think I think entering a room of a hundred people and saying everyone stop talking about this and I think it's totally okay. I do I agree that the that the polite and probably preferable way to do it would be to say, no, we're gonna keep talking about that. you don't have to hang out though um I think that that would be fine uh you know, maybe just avoid the general chat or whatever if this if you know or the the one food channel that we now have like if you can't handle meat then like then just avoid those areas. That's something that I think makes our community different from others that I'm involved in, which is like. I've never seen and I'm not I'm not one hundred percent up to date on everything that happens in ours, but I've never seen an example of somebody complain about how they can't handle whatever subject or whatever this is and then stick around and keep being freaked out by it. If they really are freaked out by it, then Yeah, no one's forcing you to be here. That and that's my thing one hundred percent. You know, like I've seen other other communities where conversations go fucking wild and you know, somebody would be talking about the legit you know, to to choose a politically charged example. Or, or an emotionally charged example, rather. Um, you know, the the primary mm-hmm. allegation of sexual misconduct against Joe Biden, um, discussing its legitimacy, can, you know, there, there's all kinds of, of worms involved in that can, where, uh, you know, if we don't, if we, if we put this claim to doubt, then we might be doubting the rest of, you know, the, the legitimacy of most claims or this or that. Um, if we point out that, you know, some of these seem like it's definitely possible that, uh there like to, to to even admit the possibility of a manufactured assault claim um then you know suddenly you're this horrible rape apologist and i'm going to make up my life's work on this discord to sit here and fight you on it because i i simply can't handle yeah. that talk and it's like if you can't handle it then get the fuck out um i think that we have a great way just as a community um and this is probably rationalist uh, you know in the broader rationalist community of a having fewer of those things that quote i just can't handle and b of Look, if you if you are in that group of people who can't handle something, then you can you are welcome to leave. And it doesn't mean that you have to leave the Discord, it doesn't mean you have to leave the rationalist community. It just means that you don't hang out in the mind killer <laughs> channel where we're discussing whether or not this sounds like bullshit. You know, like I, I even forget the name of the person, but it was like, "Oh yeah, when when I was 14, Biden diddled me at some com- at the, you know, congressional dinner or something." And then it immediately came out it's like actually he was in another state. Um he wasn't at that dinner, so that's impossible. And you know, and yep. this is the kind of thing that would get me shat on in some communities, too, just pointing out that, like, you know, uh, Biden, the second he got the Democratic, well, you know, the second he became the Democratic frontrunner, I, I predicted, I should have done this on the air, but it wasn't, you know, it's not a very uh, um, out there prediction. There are going to be tons of allegations of misconduct coming out against Joe Biden that have never happened, you know, that have never surfaced in the past because, of the exact same because machine politics. that made shit up for Trump, right? This is going to or not, not, not made sh- not made shit up about him, but the same machine that got him elected. I am a hundred percent convinced that we are going to see a ton of manufactured claims against Biden that otherwise would never have surfaced because, uh, there was not a political machine yeah. and trying there's... to discredit him before. Um, now that does, does that mean that he's a perfect dude? Hell no. He seems kind of weird. I I've seen, you know, we've all seen the videos. Um, but I I would bet $1,000 that there, in fact, I would have already won $1,000. This this one claim seemed to have been made up. Um, then they said, oh, you know what, maybe it was the year before. But it was definitely when, you know, the thing is like, no, you said it was when this person was 14 years old. She wasn't 14 years old at the previous congressional dinner. Um, so if you got the year wrong, you got her age wrong too. And so whether or not this, this particular case is true or not, it you know, um, my thing is, like, I, 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 am, I am willing to stake literal money that we can't really prove because you can't, you know, falsify an allegation from 30 years ago. But like, there are going to be made up things about Biden, simply because the, the global political machine wants to keep wants to reelect Trump, right? The global one being yeah. like the Russian bots and all that bullshit. And there's well, <laughs> is this mind killer yeah. territory. Well, there was or is they,
2: this, um, uh. yeah, we, I think we did. Bring well, this it is up our mind killer guest
1: episode. Um,
2: but there is uh, there. I mean, what you're talking about? There was like these clowns did get caught trying to pay some woman to say she was sexually assaulted by Robert Mueller. Um, so like that's definitely happened. Yes, thank you. That was Another great example. Trying to to make up false claims to to you know own the libs. Um. But, like, I, think, I feel like the, the point you were making about yeah. this was that it's, um, you know, something well, that we're able to discuss on the Discord without it flying off in wild directions. And I completely agree. I think yeah. there's, there's, I think, two places on the internet that I would be comfortable talking about that. And the Bayesian Conspiracy Discord is one of them. And the other one is, like, a Facebook group that I created specifically to talk about stuff that will get you yelled at.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it, and and when you've made your own walled in area, then it's easy enough to, to curtail it as you want. And that's the kind of place I want the Bayesian Discord server to be. Not a place where we all sit around questioning, you know, sexual assault allegations. Um but places where we are comfortable like actually having conversations. And uh um <laughs> Yeah, that's Gina, Sorry, she just came in and gave me peas. Uh the oh. <laughs> I'm jealous. Dana.
1: Oh, my God. That's so many pets. They're from the
2: farmer's market. Oh, my God. There's I got so garden. many more than that from my garden. It's oh. insane. Anyway, Stephen, what were you talking about?
0: That's awesome. Uh, well, thank you heard. for bringing me home on my on the point I was trying to make because I got kind of, of carried away with it. But, yes, I mean, so that that's what I want the community to be where, you know, hey, is this a legit thing? And, you know, the response isn't, oh, my God, you terrible person for asking that question. How dare you question um,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> What Whatever question it is, uh, you know, like, um, I mean, I am trying to think of something that isn't so, you know, horrible as an assault allegation. But, you know, like the I'm trying to think, you know, other things we've got. a We've got a COVID channel that I think there's a lot of value in talking about because. Uh, there's a lot of. Misinformation well, I think it's uh, you'd be able, about, um, um, you know, you j- be able to
2: talk about on the server. You wouldn't be able to talk about in other places. The question of like, what uh, are these? You know, the George Floyd protests worth it in terms of COVID infection? You know, like what's the cost benefit there?
0: Yeah, and I mean, it, yeah, so the game whichever way you come down on that question, um, the the person who asks it isn't going to be crucified, and that that's what I like is that this is a community where. Uh, People are capable of bringing up things that are politically salient or emotionally salient, and everyone can have a conversation about it. I I wouldn't want it any other way. Um, I think that. I think
1: it really. Uh, oh, uh, you weren't finished.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say that I think that you know the only. Um, well, I go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say. Uh, I think this comes back to the essay about politics being the mind killer in the sense that. My last experience on <laughs> a non-rationalist Discord was somebody mentioning, lol, that reminds me of the Slate Star Codex post, and then suddenly everyone just dogpiling and people getting kicked out, accused of sea lioning, and it was just... You see these kinds of reactions when somebody does um, out-group signal, and then, oh no, we got to reinforce the in-group like hive mind. And regardless of what people's political opinions are... Because, like, yeah, it's, it, rationality doesn't have really a political leaning. Like, I think we're more libertarian than average, based on, again, the Slaystar Star Codex uh, community polls, which might be selecting for a slightly different audience anyway. But other than that, I mean, there was quite a spread, if I recall.
2: Yeah, and, I... Wasn't it
1: almost... Even no no, David's converted everyone on the blue.
2: Discord to uh anarcho-capitalism the- now.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm talking about slash codex. Uh Although that would be fun. Oh, we could do our own polls.
0: Yeah, we could do polls. I mean, I the cool thing is that like it doesn't really matter because if we're left-leaning or right-leaning or upside-down leaning, um it it people are capable of entertaining the other person's position and engaging with it in a real way. Um I, I just I still don't quite get like what exactly is happening in the failure mode where um people just freak out and are incapable of what? having a conversation. Yes, well. Like uncharitably mind killer. Politics mind is the mind killer and arguments <laughs> are <laughs> soldiers. So you must support
2: all arguments on your side. Uh and if you don't, it's like you're shooting your own soldiers in the back. Yeah, but I mean so we all we all we've all heard that. It doesn't like you haven't had a personal
1: experience like that.
0: Well, I, I, I'd also just wonder, I don't know if, if, is it as simple as the fact that we've all read the mind killer sequence, or many of us have, that oh. makes us capable oh, of, no, it's of because doing we're all this? I don't think that that's it. I think it takes more. It like, so if somebody says something, yeah, I, we
2: immediately I, are like, "That's it, that it, Maybe, maybe. What's the other side of this?
1: Now, uh, I remember having read the sequences like a few years before... Uh, I was in an argument with a coworker where I was like noticing myself doing bad arguments. <laughs> I guess like it did seep, seep, it did seep into my consciousness enough where I was hanging out in the rationalist online community and then hanging out in social justice communities. And that was kind of before social justice turned into what it is now. But it was around i can never remember her name but the woman who like got rachel and textured her hair and then was uh that's it how do you forget a name i don't ever saw <laughs> eh, anyway there was some co-worker that i was arguing with and I, I just noticed myself um wishing that i was like oh man i wish that i could like go on my social justice website so i could find what the correct arguments are and then i was like wait a minute But like, yeah, I remember having sacred cows and then uh, it was a really painful process getting rid of them, killing them, I guess. Kill your sacred cows. Is that the phrase?
0: This is still an open offer for people to find my sacred cows so I can try and drag them out for slaughter. Um, I think part of my problem is I just don't care about (laughs) enough stuff heavily enough to to have them. But like if someone's like, Stephen, you're obviously super attached to this. There are things I, I care about and I'm passionate about. Um, and I, I I'm prepared to to argue about, but I I don't think that I have anything on like the sacred cow pedestal. Of course, no one does until they're pointed out. That's why it's an open invitation yeah. all the time for people to find them for I was me. i gonna say
1: I think it's an incredibly human thing to have those, but uh, yeah, we can. I don't
0: know. <laughs> no, I mean just if, if it, this is open invitation to you guys and to the listeners, if anyone on the Discord is like Stephen, you seem sacred cowy about this. I'd be interested in talking about it. Um, the you know what i
1: can't think of anything which is hilarious
2: steven uh, you're just too chill i,
1: remember I think we're trying to
0: wh- yeah that's my that's my thing i'm too and then of course how am i going to argue that i'm not that i'm not right uh, i think i'd be like yeah you're right actually that is something that came <laughs> up actually in, in my company slack we were talking about i forget how it came up someone was talking about how they were stressed out about something and since i don't want to use the word not give a fuck i said give a hoot and i was like i ran out of hoots to give in like 2015 and they're like yeah but then the downside of that is is that you know you you don't have like a response like emotionally to like whatever thing i'm like oh yeah it's not a perfect solution it's not even a solution that i chose <laughs> i just i i ran out of them and uh so my my it's this isn't like a, a sacred cow thing but it's just a funny way of how i interact with stuff it's like i really just like for most things just don't care uh, if i do care and this is where it becomes a problem it's like too distant for me to connect with emotionally but this is, you know, more uh, further abroad than what we were talking about a moment ago. Um,
1: yeah, and uh, we've also been going for an hour and 40.
0: Yeah, we I mean, we, probably we can start
1: to wrap up. Yeah, just
0: about. I, I felt like there was more ground to cover here that I am going to regret not getting to. But you know what? Well, we That's why we come back in a couple niceness. weeks.
1: We talked about the We talked about the police. Uh, was there, I think we were going to talk about rationalist life hacks or whatever, but um, we could save that. Yeah. Well, there's individual topics that I wanted to do whole episodes on like career hacks, for example.
0: Yeah. That sounds valuable. And the kind of thing that we (laughs) won't be able to shove in in the last 10 minutes here. Um, there was a thing, and I think this is what Enosh is talking about because he sent us some notes since he couldn't make it today. Um, one of the, it was a comment on one of the discord norms that tone matters because someone's tone is a signal of how willing they are to engage or to respond to arguments. Um, and so this was something that I, I wasn't very helpful in. I think it might've been in the We Want More channel where I, and I forget who it was, I'm sorry, but they were they were bracketing their their like statements in brackets of like sincere question, confusion, etc. And I responded with like, question, why are you putting those things there? And they're like, well, because it, it indicates like where I'm coming from. And I'm like, I could tell it was a question from the question mark in the sentence. And yet I do think there's value in doing that, but I wonder- like, I think that would only be necessary to an audience that is completely tone deaf. Um, and it's not uh, like it's, as an autistic it's, person, I appreciate
1: that sort of thing and also I don't expect people to norm it.
0: Well, I think for me, like if if somebody isn't coming to the tape, coming to the conversation with a mentality of like I'm willing to engage this or something, like no <laughs> one's going to use the bracket sacred cow and then say something. Or like I will yell at you if you disagree with me and then make their statement. Um so, like, I feel like they're almost, in, in our small just gonna, community... Just going to bracket my comment, uh, totally unreasonable. But I'm, I'm
2: curious. Uh, no, the, the, idea, the, the idea of them was they were supposed to be, like, the Elcor from Mass Effect, who don't have any way... Who kind of speak in a monotone, so they don't have any way of expressing emotions. So they're supposed to be emotional. They were supposed to be, like, happy, or, like, confused, or, um, you know... You could put something like good-natured joke or something like that. So I think they have value there. They're definitely not something you could norm because it makes the conversation way too burdensome. You have to type like twice as much. I said we should use emojis for that, and everyone was like, no, but emojis can be misinterpreted. I'm like, yeah, but they're way easier.
0: I I also use my uh, emoji shortcuts heavily. I, I would be willing to stake without counting that m- more than two thirds of my comments on Discord have an emoji attached to yeah. them, and
2: because Inyash I brought like up the last episode emotion. the idea that um, it, uh, there was a the Slate Star code "friendship is counter-signaling," where some people will just like make fun of each other and tease each other as a way of expressing affection, um, and emojis are very helpful with that. You know, you call someone an asshole, but put a heart at the end of it, you can tell what what they're saying.
0: And I I did that with somebody. Uh, I did the exact. I didn't. I didn't use the word asshole, but they had said, "I I, I think I'm being uncharitable to this piece of media," and I said, <laughs> "I," and I I pulled out the quote and I said, "Being uncharitable <laughs> to this piece of media isn't that on brand for you?" Oh, here's something that we can talk about. That's mind killer that I just noticed. Oh wait, no, yours is different. <laughs> Sorry, you've got the no snitch tattoo. Um, Correct. And uh, from methods of rationality. It's th- a
1: good tattoo.
0: I thought this was related because I saw a. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not on Twitter, thank God. Um, well, really, thank me for the foresight of knowing that that's not good for me, um, or Facebook, by the way. I saw a Facebook post because I, I I have an account, but I haven't opened it since we closed, you know, the lesser On meetups because that was the only reason I got on for five minutes a month was to set up the monthly meetup. Um, but someone showed me a thread on a friend's account that went fucking hog wild with people, like this. This is exactly what I don't want it to turn into. They had posted a. The, the response from like J.K. Rowling about oh, yeah. their perceived transphobia and let, let's be fair, probably partially legitimate claims of, you know, look, I feel like you're not being uh, fully woke on this J.K. Rowling. What the hell? And so she apparently wrote some apology that I didn't read in all of its essence because I don't really care. Um, and the, the comments in there, those went like, I think, within Five or six, five or six posts went straight to Nazis and uh, you know all that bullshit. Um, the so anyway, the reason I brought that up with your snitch tattoo was I I saw somewhere on Reddit apparently some uh, tattoo artists are willing to like over whatever you call it <laughs> over tattoo Harry Potter tattoos for free because now people now people don't like the Harry Potter tattoos because no you know, just get a big red years X, ago X in these books, came I could get uh, a free so tattoo like. Me. like that's right.
1: Just but, don't get a yeah, Nazi tattoo with a big red X through it. Uh, that was a reference to the person that got stabbed.
0: Yeah, in Washington okay, during the... Yeah.
2: Wasn't he campaigning like, for Bernie? Oh, a Nazi. Let's go yeah. punch him.
1: He, yeah, he had like a no Nazis tattoo. And they're like, yeah, I think like his... What was it? Like, his wearing short sleeves and his shirt partially covered. Or they just missaw and They remember. were just... Yeah, like... No, they stabbed him, right?
0: Yeah. And that, that's why I'm a big fan of not being violent towards people you disagree with because sometimes the people you disagree with aren't people... people. Sometimes the people you are violent towards aren't people you actually disagree with. And more importantly, yeah. um, you know, and more generally, and this is the kind of thing that, again, this community fosters, like... And the kind of question that if I were to raise in other places would just get you screamed at and called a Nazi, like, it's unlikely that I'm right about everything, right? And so there, there's it's unlikely that i'm wrong about my stance on nazis or something but to not be willing to entertain disagreement i think is just like a failure mode of a community that is at all trying to quote be less wrong um you know if it's a discord about movies or something then whatever Let, you know leave leave your politics out of it let's talk about how weird colors from the sky was um <laughs> that nick cage movie oh was that before we started recording I watched a movie last night called Colors from uh, the Sky. It came out in 2019 with Nicolas Cage. It's based on an H.P. Lovecraft story. And I, I don't think I've seen a Lovecraft movie. The closest I've come to Lovecraft is playing Bloodborne. And this movie is fucking weird. I, it, it wasn't wholly unpleasant because it was so unique. Um, but it was a strange movie. And so if anyone wants a weird hour and 50 minutes, check this movie out.
1: I love surreal shit. That sounds like... Well, first of all, Nick Cage is in it.
0: That was, that was the main attractor. I heard... The category was like sci-fi horror, <laughs> and it had Nick Cage in it, and I like sold. I don't need to know anything else. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I don't know if we have much else to to go on about. Do you guys have anything else to? Uh, no, I think I'm good. You wanted to discuss. Um,
1: <laughs> yes, but like not on topic. And uh, yeah, we should wrap up. All right. Uh, sequence posts. I think maybe we should just save for next time. And, yeah. And all that. Uh, well, that sounds
0: good. And uh, Inyash, sorry for probably butchering the the conversation that you wanted to make here by trying to summarize your points for you. So we will no doubt touch on, you know, I think having, you know, community related conversation, you know, throughout everything sounds like super relevant because this is a small community that we try to foster and keep things running awesomely. So um, yeah, I, I see us coming back to these points anyway. So there'll be room for you to to make your case better. I don't know if we have time. We might have a minute. I'm curious was there anything else I said, Wes, that you drew contention with? Because uh, I, I'd be happy to to clear up
2: anything. Um, that maybe oh, so one of on the really actually didn't. one of the things that both of you had said, um, no, wait, both Stephen and you
1: Steven and was that you Steven didn't like me. the
2: idea that people should have thicker skin. Okay, uh, and I feel like I do like that hmm. idea. Like I, and I think what we were talking about earlier is. Um, Recognizing that like some people get offended by things easily and not every community is for them. So it's it's not like, you know, you should go get thicker skin, but it's like your skin must be, you know, this thick to have fun in this community, you know, and I and I and I support the idea of there being separate spaces for different skin thickness and not every space needs to um, accommodate the most (laughs) fragile person. Hmm. I think I, I think I, I agree there. I think the
0: the distinction that I had was like and I can't remember exactly what the context was that brought this up. Um
1: It was like, I think somebody saying like grow a thicker no, skin. No, I think what Enios said Inayash. was it was when, when one of the
2: people well, I think, had left the server, he was like, Well you someone. know, I think in some sense I'm sad they left, but in the other sense, like maybe you know, they they need to have a thicker skin to have a good time here, something like that. Hmm.
0: I think it's a skin thickness, you know, again maybe tabooing that word to make it easier. What I meant was more like this shouldn't be the kind of place where like you should expect to get uh, you know, that you need you need a a jumping in sort of ceremony like being jumped into a gang. Um <laughs> I wanted I mean, this that to be fun. But but if you are the kind of person who can't come in and have a uh an opinion challenged, then yeah, frankly this isn't the space for you. Like you need to be it needs to be possible that you're wrong. and need to be willing to entertain that idea seriously. And if you, if you find that too emotionally painful, this just isn't the space for you. I'm on board with that. Um, um I, <laughs> maybe I'm walking back on everything I said too easily. Maybe I just didn't phrase it clearly enough the first time, but what what's your take, Jace?
1: Yeah. I like, let's see talking about Tumblr earlier and the community norm of like SJW spaces having these essays that you have to sign in blood and so forth. I swear to God... No, I know thing. what you're talking uh, about. <laughs> maybe not the blood, but... Yeah, I think people have probably seen these. Um, I saw like a counter-movement that was around for a bit until uh, basically I think Yahoo bought Tumblr and then all the other things went to shit and they started just banning people for no reason. Before that happened, though, um, there was kind of a counter-movement where people were explicitly stating in their blog, uh, this is not a safe space, I do not tag triggers, this is my blog, uh, and I am going to run it the way I see fit, and you have the choice to leave, (laughs) or to block me if I offend you. Uh, and then (laughs) they were still getting people that were like, excuse me, uh, this is a fat phobic comment, and I take this like I, I take offense to this. Or you know, uh, this, this seems really ableist. You can't say stupid because that uh, you know, denigrates people with low IQ, uh, and the person will have to just kind of point to the top of their blog and be like, "Sorry, I'm not your safe space. There are other places that are your safe space that you can go hang out in." Yeah,
0: that's why there the are vibe. other
1: blogs that are perfectly willing to, like, be told what triggers they need to tag by their viewers. This is not one of those places. I just don't have the emotional bandwidth to do this. I'm not being paid to run this blog, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think it's uh, my very long-winded way of saying I think I agree. Uh, after kind yeah, of having, I mean, I think – Like I said, picked picked a position, like stuck my I stick think in the I there's also sand a big difference then, like, between saying, you know, this it.
2: isn't your safe space. We're not giving trigger warnings. Um, we're not necessarily using all the current – uh you know social justice approved wording for everything and being like oh we're also we're going to express bigotry on this in this piece you know so like if somebody (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i I like the don't be a dick as a general rule
0: yeah i and like you know that that's the the i think actually my wife got the mug from somewhere and it's just perfect because don't be a dick is a phrase i like a lot um I saw Phil Plate give his talk at one of the uh, James Randi amazing meetings in like 2011 or 12. I remember that. The title of the talk was don't be a dick. And it was surprisingly controversial for some reason. And uh, I think What about my
1: free speech?
0: Well, I think, I think skeptics also enjoy the fight of like, no, you're being a fucking idiot. And uh, (laughs) what, what they don't realize. And that's the point he was making was like, that's not how you win hearts and minds. Um, So like, if you, if you want this message to spread, you don't do it by getting well, in someone's uh, face and calling them an idiot. Um, mm. And anyone who wants to can find the that. Don't be a dick talk phrase on I think makes me minutes.
2: nervous for something you guys mentioned in the last episode, which is that if if the norm is don't be a dick, then dick, the word dick becomes defined as whatever somebody doesn't like um, in the same way that that, you know, we can be violent or Nazis ended up with everyone being Nazis. Um, saying don't be a dick just winds up with everyone being a dick that you don't Mm. like
1: Um. yeah but I think that when I said a general rule maybe what I meant was more of like (laughs) the guidelines uh, where like being a dick is not going to be a bannable offense it's just somebody posts a picture of meat in response to the Mm. person saying like hey I don't like meat instead of just saying like no we don't do that here they're just spamming pictures of bacon or whatever then like I think that the community can kind of be like, hey, you're being kind of a dick. Yeah, I would say like, don't
2: intentionally cause (laughs) people distress.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean by it, I guess.
0: Yeah, that that sounds close. I mean, the, the other cool thing about, you know, worrying about sliding to the bottom of a slippery slope is like, I feel like our community is capable of not doing that. And so, you know, when I say don't be a dick, it means like if someone says something that is, wrong. You know like I if if David is on and I said something that's like actually wrong. Exactly. Or you know at least very likely to be wrong, you know, cuz David's knowledgeable about a lot of things that I have no fucking clue in, so I'll come in and say something and he would be like, "Actually, that's 100% wrong and here's why." That's not being a dick if he said See, but you're that a distinction idiot, I think is not conveyed dick. when um, you
2: just say don't be a dick. Because in a lot of places saying, "Well, that's 100% wrong," right. that is being a dick.
0: Yeah. And and luckily I think that we have the the shared norm of like, we all want to be less wrong, trademark. Um, that like, so if, if someone says that to me, I don't, I'm not offended. I'm, I'm not even actually the the least bit like put on my, you know, my back step. I'm like, oh, really? Like,
2: wow, sounds I, like you have adequately helped me figure this it. out.
0: Um, and, and I, I think, uh, I'm trying. To God, find... I keep
1: to make transgender jokes about this because oh my God, literally, really? one of the effects of testosterone is your skin thickens. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and the that. opposite on estrogen. Yeah, there's a gender or sexually dimorphic skin thickness thing.
0: <laughs> and and like, I, I think that's <laughs> it's
1: totally irrelevant to the conversation, but I keep kind of giggling about it in the back of oh, my no. head. So oh no! Now, now, now I'm probably going to look, look it this up and discover. no, it's hilarious.
2: The metaphor of skin thickness is actually a super sexist thing but <laughs> like oh, no, that's, don't tell the that's where that came from so i'm sure i think we will be ruined forever
0: i think for me it, it's um i'm trying to put myself in the the place in my memory where i was when i talked about skin thickness i can't remember what it was i think having explained what we're both talking about i think we agree which is kind of what I, exactly where i expected this conversation to end up um i i think that that's going to be the case with you know any, not any, with probably 85% of disagreements on the Discord um, about this sort of thing, I think there'll be more agreement than disagreement when any confusions are resolved. And I think that's where this kind of wound up. So, I think
1: often, generally, uh, in life, when people disagree about something, it turns out to be the case that they're just misunderstanding each other. Uh, Or like, not like maybe 100%, but I think people can find common ground like way more often than they seem to think they can about even very like politically charged or emotionally charged topics. Well, know, I mean, like it, a, and it depends on to, community
0: norm too. I do not mean to yeah, cut you off, but like the the you wouldn't have the room to even find where the disagreement lies in that dystopian server you were talking about, right? Because by yeah, then you've been screamed say, down by the mob.
1: I used to be like social justice aligned and. Oh, I was going to actually use an abortion example, but I have an even more relevant one. Um, David, other David and I, just the other day, uh, were just randomly talking about shit, and we got on the topic of pickup artists. (laughs) And me of five years ago, or however long ago, wouldn't have even, like, I would have been like, no, pickup artists are bad and evil, and they should all die, or probably nothing that extreme. Uh, But, like, I was able to now have a conversation of, God, there's a lot of like, bad shit in the pickup community and it's pretty toxic. And yet, also, there's areas of the pickup community that are kind of just, like, sneakily teaching people social skills and self-confidence and, like, <laughs> actually a lot of people seem to come out of the pickup community like, better than they started depending on where they are, like, who they talk to, what lessons they take, what their goals are. Not a position yeah. that I would have been willing to even consider uh, five or six or however many years ago.
0: Well, and that's the cool thing about different, you know, societal and community norms is that you're more primed now than you were before to entertain an argument that otherwise you you might not even be willing to pick up, right? Yeah. But I, oh man, I'll pretend that was on purpose. Um, (laughs) I am am happy that I managed to drag on the conversation for another 20 minutes, but I am mindful that everyone has schedules. So thanks for letting (laughs) me keep this going for a little bit longer. Um, Yeah, I need to eat
1: food. I've not eaten any food yet.
0: Uh, it's too late in the day for that to be the case, so let's, let's resolve that, and we can call it a day here. Um, yeah, we will save the, uh, the. Um, sorry, what was I saying? The, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to open up my notes tab here. There it is. Um, we'll save the sequences for next episode, but we never don't have time to thank our patron, so thank you. For uh, this week, our patron that we are giving a special shout out today is Luke Hanks, who is a financial supporter of the podcast, which we really appreciate.
1: What a good name, Luke
0: Hanks. Sounds like Tom Hanks, so I know that Luke yeah, Hanks does. is, a, Luke is a good dude. Yeah, it does, and Luke Skywalker.
1: It's just a good name. Right. And a good person.
0: Exactly. So thanks for your support. You can find us on Patreon should you have the bandwidth to support us, and if you don't, that is totally fine, especially uh, during the financial hardships that the world is going through. This, is, this should be one of the first things you cut, um, and not to feel bad about cutting it, so uh but if you have spare cash around and you want to throw us a buck or two we're super on board with that and yeah and there's all
1: the other things you can do
0: yep reviews on I itunes think I just are cut free you off
1: and you're about to say
0: no oh, no no you're good uh because yeah reviews on itunes are free and take only a second um all that stuff everyone knows how to podcast and how to what to do for to and spread come things join the like. discord so i won't talk to you guys ear off with it i think we can wrap this up here Oh yeah, there's a then <laughs> someone asked once. I think we got someone to write in uh, how do I join the Discord. There's a link to the Discord in every episode's show notes. So if you wanna know what we're talking about and what makes our community super <laughs> awesome, and that sounded sarcastic but it wasn't. If I had emojis you would have seen that. Um, then uh yeah, do come do come by and see what see what all the hubbub is about. And uh, the link for that is in the show notes for the episode description. Indeed. And Wes don't forget, uh also co hosts the Mind Killers. Uh so do no, check that out. I show think that out.
2: was it. I'm listen to Mind Killer. We talk about politics and get Mind Killed.
0: <laughs> it's surprisingly tame for what I was hoping for with that name, but maybe I'm just predisposed to not be uh, too freaked out by it. So, um, yeah, I'm curious guys, what uh, other people's thoughts would be. The one
2: I made take is out, like the logo.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> I just have all these, like, images of, you know, like the people that they put on bathroom stalls, the generic person, but like, you know what? I'm starting to tank. No no
0: worries. We'll call it here. And uh, thanks but for listening. A, I have a
1: mental image. Yeah, uh, we love you guys. Uh, stay healthy. Uh, try to not get maced. Will. Uh, unless you're trying to, for political reasons.
0: And then if you do get maced for political reasons on purpose, try not to cough on anybody or get coughed on. Yes. Bye. All right, everyone. Have fun. We'll see you next fortnight. Thanks again.
1: Okay, bye-bye.